Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. <laughs> did, did that sound angry? <laughs> Why are you so mad? This is Josh. Andrew's furious. <laughs> it did sound angry. I didn't intend that. It's better though. It sets it aside from the other ones we've done where you've been like too nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to cultivate my inner Yeah. He's a real tough strong man. <laughs> Could do it again, but that's a lot of work to go back. Yeah, we can't start over now. We've 22 got... seconds into the past. <laughs> yeah, this is all gold so far. It is Thursday, January 25th. We'll be chatting about the movies from January 26th to February 1st, 2018. We're already into another month. Ooh. But really, probably we'll get distracted with talking a bunch about the Oscars, because bright and early Tuesday morning, the Oscar nominations got announced. And... You know, the Oscars are kind of like sports. Like, they don't really matter. Like <laughs> People pretend they don't care, but then they're like, so who's nominated? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I don't care, but then you still get excited when somebody you like gets nominated. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, you could come up with a list of some great movies that got zero nominations. So whenever someone panics about a movie not getting any nominations, especially when it's a successful movie that already mm-hmm. got a bunch of money... I'm like, it's fine, you know, like, I love Scott Pilgrim, and that got oh, zero man. nominations, but so it doesn't good. make me like it less. That's one of my top ten, probably. It's just such a, like, fun, kinetic movie. Yeah. Hilarious. Anytime somebody says somebody got snubbed or robbed, <laughs> I always say, okay, well, you have to go to the five people who were nominated and tell them which one has yeah. to go. And especially this year, there was a few, again, every year there's like, this person was snubbed. But you look at the nominees, and even some stuff I haven't seen yet... It's a pretty tight list mm-hmm. of a lot of... Like, there's nobody in there who I look at, and I'm not like, oh, Michael Bay got nominated again? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's none of that. Classic. So, my only weird thing is, and I'm sure there's a mathematical equation, but if you can nominate 10 films, just nominate 10 films. Yeah. Because you would think it's better for the industry. It garners more publicity, gets a little bit more ticket sales. Because this year, Florida Project, Disaster Artist, there was a couple movies like that, not nominated for the 10th spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had Big Sick even. Oh yeah, you the Big Sick, things. yeah, you're right. And I'm like, put it in there, I don't yeah. understand. That's my only weird thing about the Oscars every year, is that maybe since the first year they haven't done 10? If I remember yeah. correctly, one year was, was like just, seven. Yeah, it was weird, because I thought was they were Was it 10 last year? I don't think no, so. It was, like, no, it was nine so. or eight again. Yeah. It was, it was, it was close. a weird number, yeah. And it is, like you say, I mean, it, there's no loss, you know? Because like, yeah. the worst case scenario is you're getting that name out there, and someone's like, oh, well, best picture, whoa, and like... I guess, is, is it just, like, too too much? <laughs> I think there's some rule where... I think I might have said this before, and I gave a way too big number, but say it's, like, every best picture needs at least a thousand nominations. Mm. So if one or five movies get 975, they're like, nope, you don't make the list. Mm. So that's the only thing I can think, but I'm like, well, just let it slide, and whoever has yeah. 998... Because, yeah, you're right, Big Sick could easily have been in there. Because I noticed this year in the animated picture, they nominated five, which yeah. I think traditionally they did three. And so Bre- Breadwinner was up, I noticed, which is uh, ties back to when we were talking about that, and you were like, and that might get Oscar buzz. And I'm like, yeah. you called it. I called it. Yeah, they, a couple of grown-up movies in there, because both Vincent and yeah. Breadwinner were usually in the past has been Shrek and Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so. always some really weird one that you forget was a thing, and you're like, oh, okay, sure, nut job too. Well, guess. that was my, my only <laughs> snub kind of thing this year, is I loved... Lego Batman movie. Oh, yeah. And I thought that could have been in there, but instead, Ferdinand and Boss Baby were, which I thought had no kind of <laughs> cultural footprint at yeah. all. So it's that's... weird. So, yeah, but that's every year. But it is like sports. It's like there's some great athlete who's never won the championship. It yeah. doesn't mean that they're 
a failure necessarily. Oh, yeah, even is it Deacons who's never won an Oscar? Or I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was it and was he, he wasn't nominated. No, he, he, he was. is. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the weird thing, yeah. So he was up for that, and I was just like, so well, that's can good. we plan the parade now or the pity party? Like, I just. There's a couple of sound, I might be getting this wrong, but a pair of sound engineers. And they're up there as well. Like they've oh, been man. nominated something ridiculous like fifteen or sixteen times. Yeah. So that's a great accomplishment. But they've never won. <laughs> no, it's just nuts. Like seeing some some of the numbers for these people that you don't. I mean, to be not you know cruel. Like a lot of people don't notice like the sound stuff and like yeah. the technical ones. And you're just like you see some of these numbers. You're like some of these guys are up twenty five, thirty times or something. It's crazy. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, who is this? Way more than the celebrity type people because yeah. you see. I mean, up until recently, like, what, 10 years ago, Martin Scorsese didn't have a nomination. Yeah, which is and insane. And I think this year Common got his second nomination, which oh, is, man. I like Common, but I think it's hilarious <laughs> that Common has more nominations than many yeah. other kind of respected filmmakers or whatever. So. Was he up for John Wick 2? I wish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I don't, it's a song for a film that I wasn't familiar with, but mm. it's, uh, but yeah, like, so this year, everything that is screened, or sorry, the best picture ones, we've screened a bunch and everything else is circling. Yeah. So it's Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. which we have, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, which we've screened, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Of those, we've screened, I think, four, and the rest are all yeah. circling. We've either screened them or have the posters up. And we'll, we'll get them counts. as soon as we can. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's fine. I try to hold my tongue and not snap at people, but <laughs> our friends at the Bytown put up a thing saying, we've already started getting requests for Oscar movies that we've already screened. Yeah. And so they posted a little thing saying, here's what we've screened or whatever. So I retweeted that, and I said, yeah, we've got the same thing. By my count, I think we've screened 17 Oscar nominees. and least, yeah. and Including stuff like Kong Skull Island, you know. Yeah. Loving and Vincent. Loving, oh, man, yeah. Like the breadwinner. Breadwinner, yeah. and Disaster artist, of course. Yeah. yeah and, Which is and, still playing. Yeah. And stuff like, even, even stuff like Star Wars we're going to get. So, yeah, like, yeah. our yeah. Oscar nominee list will probably hit 25. Roman J. Israel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> like, wow, okay, sure. We've screened a bunch, yeah. <laughs> and everything else, even stuff that wasn't for Best Picture, but... Molly's Game stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's coming like we'll get it as soon as we can and I think some of the documentaries some of the best foreign films that kind of thing yeah like the square I saw in there and we showed that for sure so I posted a little happy face thing on Facebook of here's what we screened some more coming we're not that powerful to screen whatever when we can play the post we will I put a little smiley face (laughs) three seconds later somebody popped on you know bless their little hearts no hard feelings and was like you should play the post. Yes. And I was like, dude, We're like, I we just, just made a post it. about the post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it didn't even open that long ago. No, no. no. Like three weeks ago or something. Most of this stuff opened Christmas Day, right? Yeah. Like that's the trend nowadays. But yeah. Fargo 20 years ago was the last film that opened in February that won Best Picture. Most of the stuff yeah. now, with exception, they're savvy. So they opened yeah. it up Christmas Day or they opened it up right around then. Yeah, I was impressed. Like Get Out has maintained that momentum all yeah. year. Like that's impressive. And there's still... Didn't it? Yeah, that was like last February. Yeah. It's, all, it's been almost it a year since January, that. February, yeah. Like I couldn't remember exactly, right. but it's like, I, it's it's impressive. And there's still people be more like, oh, it's not a horror movie. Not that that matters. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's, it wasn't that great or all this. You know, it's just like, it's pretty amazing. Like no matter if you liked it or not, to have that kind of momentum all that time and still be up for these awards, even if they don't win. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's just, that is a huge achievement. Jordan Peele, I've been a fan of for a while. He's such, like, a kind of a lovely geek of a guy. Yeah. And really a proud horror fan. 
and really went out of his way to take this risk and say, yeah, I know I'm known for comedy and I could easily go do Keanu 2 or something. <laughs> but he was like, no, don't give me any money. We'll yeah. do this little. We'll do this quick. There's a lot of really good horror movies out there mm-hmm. that, like, I've really liked the trend of the conjuring and that kind of stuff the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Like, less is more kind of thing. Almost. And you would never think that would get any nominations, even though there's some good actors in it. Gwen was home doing work the day the Oscar nominations came in. So we were sitting on the couch and I was reading through them and it was actually like a sports kind of thing <laughs> where a couple times because we're big fans of The Big Sick we're big fans of Guillermo del Toro oh yeah she's not a horror fan but really like Get Out and likes Jordan from his show yeah and we were reacting like a goal was scored we were like <laughs> it was like oh my god Get Out yeah oh my god and even though we would have loved Disaster Artist to get the 10th film nomination right really just glass half full the Mayfair is in an Oscar-nominated film. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and our friend Greg wrote something that inspired an Oscar nomination. Yeah. So I was really proud about that for those guys. And that there's a woman nominated, a black guy nominated, Guillermo doing a fantasy horror film. It's yeah, almost yeah. two horror films are in there. That's so cool. It's yeah. really great. Yeah, that's be- and, and that's kind of like what it, it, horror sites are kind of running with that. They're like, oh, yeah, two horror movies finally up. And then everyone's all, you know, they, they got to be those people that are like, well, actually, it's not true. And you're like, okay, just let us have this, please. Like, I hate nerds who aren't <laughs> happy enough with the cool nerd thing. Yeah. Just, it doesn't, like, horror doesn't just mean, you know, blood and guts all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, elements are still genres. And it's like, that's what kills me. It's just like, also, who cares? Like, just yeah. like it or don't like it, right? I mean. And they were saying that it's been about once every two decades because it's The Exorcist in the 70s mm-hmm. and then Signs of, the Signs of the Lambs. Was that like 1990? 91, I think. Yeah. And then now Get Out slash Shape of Water. So it's few and far in between. And even if you look at genre stuff in general, yeah. it's what? Like, like I get Return of the King, I guess. Yeah, which is the... like I could rant about how that... That's an <laughs> award for like, good job for doing these oh, three big movies. Yeah, well, like, 100%. I mean, same with Scorsese's award. I mean, yeah. at that point, like, not to say that uh, The Departed is not great, but just... I mean, I think a lot of that was just his oeuvre up to that point. Shouldn't have gone with that word. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, I, I think he, I think he pulled that off. Yeah, yeah it was like halfway through. I no didn't sound angry like that intro. <laughs> exactly. I'll edit around it. Yeah. No, and, and same with uh, Gladiator for Russell Crowe after The Insider. Because I mean, you yeah, argue, like I mean, he was great in, in both, but it's just like a lot of people thought he should have won for The Insider, and, and I mean, he was fantastic in that. And you just find, like, yeah, a year or two later, sometimes you, you find these people winning awards, and you're like, okay, I mean, that was good, but like. Maybe well, name based at this point, and it's tough because sometimes there's the argument of leaving somebody off because they've already won, yeah, or leaving somebody off because they're young and will get another mm-hmm. shot of it, or they're in two movies that same year. That sometimes happens too, and it yeah, or like, even sometimes it's like if two or three actors are in the same movie, a couple will get by the wayside because like, mm-hmm. well, one for one movie is enough, yeah. And I think it was it was John Wayne won over Dustin Hoffman. Oof. Years ago, yeah. for, for True for the, Grits, or I think it was True Grit and the Graduate. If I, it might be, but something like that. Yeah. But at the time, people were like, "Oh, Dustin Hoffman's going to get another shot at it," which he <laughs> did. And John Wayne is a legend, and even though he's not that great, we're going to give it to him. And some, even though it's so long ago, some people say that happened with Tommy Lee Jones, and I forget who he was up against, but he uh, won for The Fugitive, yeah. and a lot of people said there was more complicated stuff in there yeah. but they were like yeah you're a legend and you might not get another shot at this so there you go man because this year of course a lot of people were talking about James Franco 
But yeah. you look at the actors, and it's a young guy, Timothy Chalamet, for mm. Call Me By Your Name. Daniel A. Lewis, who's Daniel yeah. A. Lewis. <laughs> He's pretty, you like write him in once he has a new movie. <laughs> like, Gary Oldman and Denzel Washington, yeah, well, those those hacks. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then another new guy, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. From Get Out, oh, who's yeah. really good in that? I think. Fantastic! Oh, my mind. Oh, it's man. so good. And like, I'm not. I, I didn't think maybe I need to see Get Out again. I wasn't like blown away by it. Yeah. But I thought his performance was, was yeah. quite even just uh, like his quite his good eyes at, at certain time, like just really the yeah emotion, no that, that's know? what I mean like really yeah. good like facial acting acting mm-hmm. with the eyes like he really pulled that off well I thought yeah. and, and essentially an unknown I'm not even sure where Jordan found him I don't know and and I saw yeah, him, I don't know if he's been in anything else I saw him on Colbert the other night and I did not know he was British oh wow I <laughs> yeah oh that's right yeah and, he, and I was like I, I love when that happens <laughs> yeah another British person yeah, stealing yeah. our jobs it's so good like John Boyega <laughs> yeah but yeah, so it's like, yeah, I, I would have, I thought Franco did a great job in Disaster Artist, but yeah. you look at that list and you're like, no, oh, sorry, Gary Oldman. Yeah. You know, it's five people and it was, I bet you it was a close race and yeah, there and it, you go, you it's, know. It's, it's hard to, like, I mean, Oldman has never won, I don't think either. And, and then that's the other thing too. Yeah. A lot of people are saying this is Oldman's year just because, yeah. you know, and so the Oscars are well, that, fair. Well, that's the makeup <laughs> role. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the role yeah. he's... Not that I'm putting Gary Oldman down, he's great, but they love giving an Oscar to someone like just wearing tons of makeup and yeah, doing a role like that. Like it's yeah. like Churchill versus Wiseau. It's like hmm, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, the makeup thing too is weird because I'm just scrolling through makeup. They only nominate three people. Yeah, I never get that. So it's Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, and Wonder. And people seem to forget maybe they just have CG on the brain. But movies like The Last Jedi had a ton of practical makeup and yeah. effects. So it's weird that they, A, limit it to three, and B, kind of forget about the real in-your-face alien makeup yeah. and stuff and go with true life. Mm. I know Wonder had makeup for the kid in it, had right. was under a lot of makeup for the character. But whereas Victoria and Abdul, I think it was just... Yeah, I don't think there was anybody in that. There's always a perplexing choice every year, and like that one, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. So yeah, there's weird stuff like that. I wonder if it's just like they they find it offsets because it's like, well, if you consider Star Wars, then you consider Blade Runner. Do you consider War of the Planet of the Apes? You know, where does it stop, right? Or even like I would have said, if you want to round off makeup, putting Guardians of the Galaxy in Star Wars. Sure. Guardians as well, because I've watched some of the behind the scenes stuff. A ton of those aliens were in makeup yeah that always seems more impressive to me than putting one guy under makeup mm-hmm. is putting a hundred people under oh, makeup yeah. even like Star Wars like the way they're doing Star Wars now like, yeah. like post prequels just the amount of effort in the behind the scenes stuff you're just like oh my god and, and you just don't think about it because you're, you're thinking about the big space battles or this or that and you're just like wow they're actually doing a lot of practical stuff here yeah and then Baby Driver which we screened got I think three, film editing, sound editing, and sound mixing. I see it winning those. Yeah. yeah. Was, was so, it up for, it wasn't up for soundtrack, was it? No. no well, no, because it didn't. Well, no, it didn't, it didn't score, I well, I guess it did have an original score. It, it might have. Yeah, like, it was mostly old stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. No, but I mean like a, like a traditional score. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I yeah, honestly can't remember. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> but know. it's, you know, some people thought that had a long shot chance of best picture or something else, but... I like nowadays with the the social media world we're in where Edgar Wright will hop on Twitter and be like, I'm so happy for these guys. You know, he's not whining about not getting a director nomination. Oh, yeah, him and Kumail Nanjiani, like, back and forth. Like, it's it's so, it's adorable, frankly. Like, just just seeing all these guys are like, good job. No, you good job. And, like, Ryan Johnson's not 
upset about not getting best director or something like that. Like it's yeah, like, and I think with Get Out, I think it has a slim chance of winning anything. Yeah, but just that it's gone to the show is impressive, and yeah. will kind of go down in history as that, mm-hmm. and will be great for Jordan for his next film. Oh yeah, and. For everybody, what so. a year for that guy! Like, oh just people God. laughed when that trailer first came out because they thought it was a bit like because yeah. you keep waiting for it to have like a rug pulled out from under you moment, and then you're like, wait, this is a this is a movie? Like, yeah. this is real. <laughs> and and it shows that within Hollywood, it's it's still it's so hard getting anything done. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bit of power, you can say, just give me no money, yeah, leave me alone, and it won't matter. You know, if yeah. if Get Out had made five million dollars and no one liked it, they would have been like, okay, go back and do a comedy, yeah. It wouldn't really hurt anybody. Yeah, that's and that's probably what a lot of people expected, too. And they're just like, okay, well, let him have his fun. You know, they have a successful show, and if it flops, then we'll get him to do this uh, hilarious comedy again. Yeah. And now he can do whatever he wants, frankly. Another movie that I thought could have been the 10th in there, which I really liked, and I think kind of got mixed reviews elsewhere, but I, I really liked All the Money in the World. Yeah, you were, you were saying. Mm-hmm. I haven't it, seen it yet. It sounds silly, but I, I said it felt like a movie to me. The cinematography was really nice. The music, even. The, yeah. I've heard it because of working here, but I haven't seen it. But just listening to the score, like it's really lush and, and nice sounding. And I thought that Ridley Scott might have a shot at director. Yeah. Even for, you know, I'm glad that this story has kind of been put aside and they can just focus on that everyone did a great job making mm-hmm. this movie. But that he did these 11th hour reshoots and yeah. then it fit together. But again, you look at director, and it's Jordan Peele, Chris Nolan, Greta Gerwig, Paul Thomas Anderson, and Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. So if you think somebody's been snubbed, you look at that list, who do you take I, off that list? I mean, like, like potentially Lady Bird, but I mean, it's not, it was really well directed, so it's not, like, I don't know, I mean. Uh, and I think she deserves to be on there because, if nothing else, she did what could have been a real generic coming-of-age story mm-hmm. that we've seen a thousand times before. But instead, it found this voice and really attracted this audience. Yeah. You know, if anything, Chris Nolan, but I'm like, no, but that was an amazing oh, yeah. directed movie. That's so. what, yeah, it's so hard. And, and yeah, like it, that that movie, I think, uh, has a great shout for a soundtrack as well. Because like, that, yeah. that was one of my biggest takeaways of that was just the use of uh, Shape of Water as well. But just Dunkirk, it's just so, it really gets under your skin, you know? like. And cinematography is Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and Shape of Water. And I... I it, I hope Roger Deakins gets it. That'd be nice. Yeah, I feel like every, we have to say that every time. You almost like, don't want him to keep, keep the record going. Yeah, and you know he's going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, uh, a fallback award. Eventually, but I thought it was kind of cool as a side note that Blade Runner got more Oscars than Star Wars. Like, it's oh, up for did, five. Oh. Uh, Star Wars up for four. Yeah, interesting. And, and it's funny, for a movie that was some might consider a quote-unquote failure, not, not that anyone actually thought it would be a yeah. crazy blockbuster, but it's pretty wild to think, like, between those two movies, that one got five awards, or, or is up for five awards. So, I mean, you'd, like, you'd think it would get at least one. <laughs> Even, I thought it was interesting, speaking of, that Last Jedi got John Williams another nomination. Yeah. Because I thought, especially this year, that they would have gone with The Post, maybe. Something more grown-up. Mm-hmm. But I think his Star Wars scores are amazing. Even, I say, I think his score for Phantom Menace is amazing. Yeah. But that kind of gets forgotten, no. you know, but... Lee likes dropping that every so often. Oh, I love that score. <laughs> Duel of the Fates is a classic. Yeah. Do anything to Duel of the Fates, it makes it more exciting. Yeah. You know, exactly. dishes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Open up the candy bar. <laughs> yeah, so you can go check out the list online. It's easy to look at and get angry about your favorite person who didn't <laughs> yes. get nominated. But we will be doing... Just kind of, I put it out there today, put the poster online for the 90th Oscars. I ripped off a poster from HBO and it fits really well into the little thing. (laughs) The truth comes out. And the tagline at the top says, home of the Oscars. 
So it looks like we're the home of the Oscars. That's well, we are in the disaster artist, which is up for an Oscar. Yeah. So So it's March fourth, which is a week later than it has been the last couple of years. Sunday, March fourth. The pre show starts really early, but we're gonna start the pre show at or we're gonna open doors at seven and then the awards start at eight. So if you want to get here early, hang out, settle in, mm. you can do that. And on our big screen, we will have the horrible Access Hollywood people <laughs> yeah. asking people about their dresses and yeah. stuff like that. Walk the black carpet, come in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as per tradition, it's a members only, but you can buy a membership even the day of for $10 at the box office. And I can't imagine anyone listening to this would never come back. But if you only come to the Oscars and pay the 10 bucks. That's the same as our ticket price, so yeah. it still is the same thing, but it will get you a discount for the following year. So yeah. even the way we stamp our cards, you could come back next February for the Oscars and use your card then. So yeah. then at least you're getting in to those for five bucks a piece. So. Yeah, that's a sweet deal, even if you just like Oscars and not movies. It's weird, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Could but happen. people are always confused. People yeah. are always confused. Oh, I can't come? No, you can come. You just got to buy a membership card. They're like, but so it's I, exclusive. It's yeah. like, well, in a way, but anyone can have access, sort of. And I just found out today as well, it's going to be our friends at Collective Arts Brewing and Smoke Shack are presenting it. Nice. Oh, so cool. they're going to, they'll take care of the liquor license. They'll have beer. I'm sure we'll have champagne or yeah. something like that. I this think is we, the first time that it's been like a beer option as well? I think so, because I think previously we've had our liquor license, and I can't remember if we've had beer or just gone with the highbrow stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we're very classy. We're very classy. <laughs> us, right? And then Smoke Shack will make some delicious delicious something. meat thing that I won't eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but smells good though. I looked up there, and there it's funny, because we're so... It didn't happen on purpose, but are we, we have little Joe Berries and have our vegan option for grilled cheese and popcorn's vegan all that yeah. kind of stuff but then we fall in with Smoke Shack and their website is like meaty meat 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 yeah, yeah. come on in we're so we're so bougie on everything else yeah. except for this and we're like coming yeah. do, you, do you have a vegan option for your chicken wings and ribs we're trying but yeah so they'll be on hand and I haven't heard confirmation if Lee is yeah. going to the Oscars. That was my next question, but I didn't, I don't know. If, if he can't go, I don't want to, like, crush we, him. But we should it, totally pretty... put it on the front line and, like, tag Greg and be like, so, still bringing yeah. Lee to the Oscars? Yeah. That's, I mean, maybe he said that because he didn't think he'd get nominated, and now he's like, ah, oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> I'm really stuck now. But if Lee is not with us, some of us dummies will be hosting the night, yeah. and it's fun, and we give out prizes on the commercial breaks and it's very different than watching a movie because you know you watch a movie and you're shushing people who yeah. check their phone or you're you're not moving around but during the oscars it's like a four-hour show with probably an hour of commercial breaks yeah so there's lots of time to go take a bathroom break or get more it's good for our box office yeah yeah and you know it's a rare night when you can tweet and stuff without people mm. the only night we don't want you doing yeah, any yeah, other please night. stop but at the Oscars, people are talking and stuff like that, and so are we'll the have a bunch of. On as well? like, I think we leave the house lights up a yeah. bit, and we'll do our annual ballot where fill it out before the show starts, and then you can win a bunch of free passes or something at the end of the night. Nice. And in la I think it was last year we had like a three-way tie. Ooh. But in previous years, it's been this really dramatic last-minute eleventh-hour thing <laughs> where it's if X wins, this person wins. If X wins, this person wins. And there was one year where we were going to have a five-way tie. Oh, man. And then there was, like, an actor upset, and that skewed everything, and then it went to one winner. And it's this really complicated 
fun, stressful night of basically you have 325 ballots, and then there's two or three of us going through with a Sharpie. Yeah. And when you get halfway through, you can start eliminating yeah. a bit, you know? That's the best part, probably. You're like, okay, slightly left. Now we're at 300. Yeah, but it's a fun thing, and then usually when Lee's hosting, it's Lee standing up there and yeah. swearing a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I would have been great last year if it came down to, like, La La Land or Moonlight. And they're like, and La La Land, and you're like, yes, I totally won this thing. You're like, no, no, just kidding. It was Moonlight. And you're like, no! When that happened, we took the ballots back and had yeah. to recheck. We're like, nope, it's still good. It's still fine. <laughs> I think last year there was something about Andrew was going to be fired if somebody yeah. didn't oh, win. If Star Wars didn't win. Oh, it's right. Oh, no. What's yeah. going to happen again this year? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, actually, be fired if, be if Denzel doesn't win for Roma J. Israel. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know. Yeah, there's going to be... You, you feel like there'll be at least one upset, right? I mean... Yeah. Maybe not. Man, now that they make a Star Wars movie a year, that'll be constantly over your head every single year. <laughs> Star Wars movie does or does not win the technical awards. Yeah, that's a. It's gonna be weird when Solo's up for best director. Like, so the two guys yeah. that got fired get a mention. Like, how does this work? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Looking at the list, there's nothing really that upsets me. Like, I remember a yeah. few years ago, I saw Crash, not Canadian yeah. sexy car crash. Yeah, crash, always have to be specific. The with other that. one after, and I forget. I should look, but I forget what the other nominations were that year. But there's back when there was only five, and yeah. I was like, wow, I really like these other four. Maybe this is a year I like all five. And I saw it at home afterwards, yeah. and it upset me so much. I thought it was it's so not bad. Great. So that's a year where there was something that I, I thought should not have been there. Yeah. But this year, I look at everything, and nothing's going to make me upset. I think I'm cheering for either Shape of Water because I love Guillermo, mm -hmm. or Get Out, or Lady Bird because I, <laughs> I love Gritty Gerwig as yeah. well. So those three. But if you know Darkest Hour wins, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, you know, and when we get that, then we can be like, yeah, now we've got that uh, movie you've been talking about. Well, that helps, too. I remember not so long ago, we would never get Oscar stuff this early. Like, never. We would, it would be way after that we would be deemed worthy to get a hold of something. And it started a couple of years ago when we started getting Birdman and Manchester by the Sea and Brooklyn before the awards. Mm -hmm. That would never happen back in the day. We'd have to wait a month to get stuff. Yeah. I heard Manchester by the Sea was just nuts here, too. It was, like it was. insane. It, Lady Bird has the shot of beating the record, because if I remember correctly, and you might remember, but I think it was eight weeks for Manchester by the Sea. And Was it eight? Yeah. I think it was eight. And Probably. Lady Bird is closing in on that. Oh, yeah. Man. And close to that was a very different movie, but it was... One of the trip movies. Yeah, it was like one of the trip, trip movies. trip to Italy or something. Oh, yeah. Was here forever. So we had a bunch of stuff that we've held over for six, seven, eight weeks, but... Yeah. If Lady Bird hits nine, people don't... And even this week, we only could squeeze it in for two 6.30 screenings mm -hmm. because we have... Before we wrap up, we have four Oscar-nominated movies this week. Lady Bird, Call Me By Your Name, All the Money in the World, and Disaster Artist. And then on top of that, we have two Ottawa premieres, Monolith... Well, three, actually. Oh, yeah, three. Yeah, of course. Monolith, Kill Order, and then the world premiere oh. of Hot Knives... Possible Which, Oscar buzz on that one. Oscar buzz on that yeah, Best editing. Best editing for Lee DeMar. <laughs> then a Saturday Night Cinema. So it's a busy week. And I think Call Me By Your Name was the more recent one. So that's for a full seven-day slate. The Disaster Artist is in for a couple of matinee shows. Which I think is good because I think a lot of grown-ups were kind of wanting to see yeah. it. So And now that it is an Oscar nominee, I think maybe we'll get some of the matinee crowd out to see it. Yeah, it was a good variety of people yesterday. Like, it completely ran the gamut. There was a couple of grandmothers there, and I was like, alright, yeah. sure. And then they just came in for tea halfway through, and we're like, I have to get back while Tommy's doing his speech. And I was like, you're awesome. That's hilarious. <laughs> I really like you. One lady came in and was scared. She asked 
what the crowd was like during Disaster Artist. And I was like, oh no, it's fine. It's a regular movie. It's the room with all the screaming and the mm-hmm. spoons. But there has been no evolution to put Disaster Artist into a cult movie. Thankfully. Yeah, like when I went to see it, there's a lot of laughs and cheers, but nobody threw anything. Yeah. Nobody heckled the screen, even during the parts at the end where they're just showing yeah. the room. So. Yeah, and the Mayfair. And the Mayfair. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. And yeah, Hot Knives. You can go back and listen to the previous episode if you want to listen to Lee and I chat with Peter about that. Peter Monet, who directed it, that will have its world premiere on Saturday night at 9.15. The DCP is ready. So it's oh, not going to be done. one of those indie No more films. tweaking. Yeah, it's done. It is in the it is in the robot. Oh, and man. so that is actually a finished film. is ready to go. Awesome. Five years of work on their part, I oh, think. Oh, my God. I was talking with them on the uh, podcast, and I said, I'm always fascinated by continuity on something that took that long. And he said there's a scene where a guy showed up one day with, like, a beard. And they had to write it into the script because he didn't have a beard before. <laughs> oh, like in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he shot it over weekends for a couple of years. And yeah. then edited for a long time. And then and now it's out. But it's he was very self-deprecating because he didn't get into a bunch of film festivals. But Lee and I were both like, no, you finished a feature. That's cool. Oh, you dude, know, and, yeah. and you get to show it now on a big screen to all your friends and your crew. And it's, it's, it's a Im- dream, man. It's impressive. Yeah. So yeah, come out. That's gonna be fun. That's on Saturday night, and then you can stick around and watch Saturday Night Cinema. Yeah, which I uh, genuinely have no idea what it is. It's gonna be good. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm introducing that one, so you know it'll be good or oh. terrible. I'm not sure which. Uh, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, I, terrible, I, but yeah, really wonderful. Half half. It's it's my buddy's birthday that night, and I'm bringing him, so hopefully he'll have a good time. But if you came last month and you were traumatized, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what the movie was last month. But if yeah. you were, let's say if you were there and you were traumatized, this will make up for it. Yeah, there were some a couple walkouts last month. Uh, uh, there's no nudity in this one. This one is a fully clothed feature film. Yeah, laughs though. There'll be laughs. Yes. Ideally. Yes. <laughs> I, I've, wa- I've watched the film that yeah, we're he showing, previewed the, it. the secret mystery film that we're showing, yeah. and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm going in fresh, actually. Despite despite introducing it, I'm going in fresh so that me and the audience can enjoy it or not enjoy it at the same time. In your intro, are you going to reveal the movie or just talk about it and then say... I'm going I'm to do like a slow build up. Like yeah. I think Lee sort of did that. I'm trying to I haven't heard a lot of Lee's intros cuz I'm usually like closing while he's doing it, but I know he swears and kind of <laughs> like I know like rambling is okay and swearing is okay, so like that's my whole life right there. So, but I think I'm going to I'm going to like do the slow build up and then see if anybody kind of gets the hint, which I don't think they will. And then I go from there cuz man, it had a, it has a bunch of alternate titles and stuff and uh, I'm pretty excited. Just wear a Star Wars shirt. Yeah, swear a lot, you'll be good. Pretty much mention Star Wars for, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like bringing this back to Star Wars. <laughs> Last week at the end of our Hot Knives theme podcast, Lee got off on a rant about Star Wars Lego. And so did just, you start it? Did you? Get I didn't him going? mean to. I don't know why I, why it happened. But yeah, so there's like a Star Wars Lego mini ep at the end of our yeah. last week's episode. He just waits for someone to bait him. I feel like yeah, yeah. So we'll wrap this up. There's a giant stack of popcorn oh, to God. put away. I forgot about that. Uh, and uh, yeah, go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. If you're not joining us for Valentine's Day, or even if you are, split the difference. There's a band that's doing all video game cover songs oh. on Valentine's Day at Targ. So that's probably where I'm going to be. Dude, that sounds amazing. And then we're going to screen Casablanca. So it might even work that Targ starts a bit later. So we might be able to watch Casablanca and then walk across the street and see yeah. the band still. So that's what Targ's doing for Valentine's. Go check out all our social media. We're on all the things from... Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Stitcher, Stitcher, Carrier Pigeon, 
Stitcher, <laughs> Stitcher is not a tattoo site, as I've learned. <laughs> we'll see you at the Oscars, and we'll see you back here to see a bunch of Oscar-caliber movies in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the Mayfair. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. We did it. Do you want me to re-record the intro? No, I okay. liked it. It <laughs> was one of our best. leave you alone forever now you know this one girl with hair like this yes that's ramona flowers she's out of your league you know her tell me now she just moved here got a job at amazon i have to order something really cool scott are you waiting for the package you just ordered maybe scott pilgrim hi i was thinking about asking you out but then i realized how stupid that would be that's okay you should just sign for this all right so do you want to go out sometime i say yes we sign for your damn package so yeah, eight o'clock? Come to this Battle of the Bands thing. You have a band. Yeah, we're terrible. One, two, three, four! Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. What? Wait, we're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm-mm. What was that all about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. So what you're saying is we are dating? I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Scott Pilgrim! Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. Ramona dated twins. At the same time. <sighs> If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Combo! Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? What are you doing? Getting a life. You want to fight me for her? Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Maybe next time we don't date the girl with 11 evil ex-boyfriends. Okay. Oh, that's not that bad.